1 John chapter 5, verse 9. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For the testimony of God is this, that he has testified concerning his son. John is making sure his readers understand. Although the law calls for two or three people to offer evidence against a person, there is a single testimony that is superior. The testimony of the Lord does not condemn, but instead offers the only required defense of those accused by people. That given by his son on behalf of anyone who believes the word of God. The apostle had written of this matter before, in the first words of the book that became one of the four Gospels. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Literally, the sum total of the 66 books deliver the deposition of God about his Son. Even before the world was given the New Testament, the Word himself put forth his own evidence to two dejected travelers along the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus. From Luke 24, beginning in verse 25. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Cleopas and his fellow traveler were not ignorant of who Jesus was, nor of what Jesus' mission was. Furthermore, in reading Luke's account of the discovery and confirmation of Jesus' resurrection, they were among the disciples who were told that Jesus had been raised from the borrowed tomb. The problem? The witnesses, and there were more than three, were women. And, as noted in Luke 24.11, but these words appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe them. John provides much more detail. There were a couple of exceptions to the disciples' disbelief. In John chapter 20, beginning in verse 2. So she, that is, Mary Magdalene, ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. 
So Peter and the other disciple went forth, and they were going to the tomb. The two were running together, and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. And so Simon Peter also came, following him, and entered the tomb. And he saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the face cloth which had been on his head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. So the other disciple who had come first to the tomb then also entered, and he saw and believed. For as yet, they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Interestingly, on the basis of a single witness, a woman, Peter and John found enough evidence to investigate for themselves. Even more interestingly, after confirming Mary's testimony, the disciples went away again to their own homes. Luke offers this about Peter specifically. And he went away to his home, marveling at what had happened. It is highly likely that the two heading for Emmaus had listened to the Savior himself explain the fact that he is Messiah. But most, if not all, disciples were listening through their individual secular filters. There were huge gaps in their understanding. Jesus called them foolish. Given he followed this by calling them slow of heart, he knew exactly why they lacked understanding. The Savior proceeded to give them a graduate course using the scriptures as the only textbook. The Word of God was all he needed. It was not documented this way, but Jesus might have repeated, it is written, throughout his discourse. Jesus delivered the testimony of God. Continuing in 1 John 5, The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his son. John shares with the churches in Asia, along with anyone reading his letter, the utter foolishness of disbelieving the testimony of God. 
any person denying the clearly documented evidence of Jesus Christ is essentially saying the creator of the universe and everything in it is a liar. In fact, continuing in 1 John chapter 5 in verse 11, and the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. The consequences of denying God's word are devastating. The apostle describes an absolute dichotomy. Believe and live. Deny and perish. Forever and ever. For now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.